Hello, welcome back to episode number 16 of the Property Empress podcast. My name's Richard, and as always, we have Anna with us. Hello, Anna. Hi, Richard. Hello, everyone. Episode 16, oh my gosh. I know. Exciting. It's, they are flying along. Well, yeah. what a week. Yeah. <laughs> That's the release schedule, so that's what they're going, one a week, so it's going well. <laughs> um, so this week we've got, again, a slightly different episode. We are going to focus on a single question that we've had submitted. Um, <clears throat> it's a now, question. Yeah, it's quite an in-depth question because this was a question that came up on one of your TikTok lives. Mm. Uh, but being the limit of TikTok character counts, it's not always easy to put your whole question into, into one uh, TikTok question. So... We thought we'd take that question and get the full details and explain all the options in this episode hmm. um, because it will help the person who asked massively. And I think it's it's so relevant to to a lot of people and it might just open up some options and some ideas for anyone else in a similar situation. Hmm. That's it's, what we're going to do. got a bit of a, an interesting kind of take to it as well because obviously well I'll let you read the question obviously but it for me it kind of caught my attention when you mentioned it yeah um so yeah I think it's a special it feels like a special episode for a special question yes so I'm just going to read the email uh, with all the details in and then we'll just jump back to the bits that are mm. um that we need to, to address uh, so adjust my chair yeah get comfortable <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm getting old, so let me just uh, zoom in on the text. Hang on. <laughs> right, okay, so here is the email. A little about me. I'm 41, married, with three children. I'm an electrician, plumber, and pretty much all-round handyman. I have the tools, the van, and the motivation to get my family financially secure. So if the worst was to happen to myself or my wife then the bills would pay themselves to a certain extent and our children uh, would be taken care of. I am recently self-employed, so I hear mortgage companies won't touch me until I have some books to show, even though I have a, even though I have a subcontractor contract in place. I take home approximately £600 a week. My wife is self-employed too, but can only work evenings and one day a week due to childcare arrangements. Sorry, I just read that weird. Uh, mm. Our current mortgage is approximately £800 a month. And all our regular household outgoings are £2,300, not including food. So, yeah, put on however much you, you eat. Just eat beans, then it's £2,320. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here is where we're at. We currently have a mortgage remaining of £187,000 and our property's estimated value is 353000 to 390000 on right move. We did have a proper valuation in mid-2020 and it was valued at 385 so the numbers seem to stack up correctly. We are looking at property as the mechanism to enable our family to be financially free. The ultimate goal is to spend more time together and then choose projects and jobs that appeal to us. We are fully prepared to work. And I guess ideally, we would like your lifestyle, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you wouldn't. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, 
So here are my thoughts. This is still the email, not my thoughts. Yeah. So here are my thoughts. Thought A, the all-in scenario. Wow, look at this. <laughs> We've got scenarios here. This is what I said on the live, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah this, yes, this is it, yeah. <laughs> Should we sell our place and go into rented to facilitate buying two buy-to-lets, for example, to cover their own buy-to-let mortgages and our rented home cost? Mm. Cash flow and capital gains. Win-win. But I feel after this, then our expansion ends. I guess mm. because they, the income will be covering the properties and they won't actually have any profit, as it were. I'm assuming that's what they mean. Well, I think they mean they'll, they'll spend their equity and then they can't keep yeah. buying. Yeah, they'll have enough to buy yeah. two buy sets and that's it. So what and do they do beyond that? Yeah, that's okay. right. So that's that's where that. Or buying or buying places to flip to grow our available funds. Right. Or make our home into an HMO. Oh, okay. <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Uh, hang on. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Thought B. Okay. Next one. The 50 50 scenario. Should we take out some equity mm. and part do the above options except the HMO and our house, obviously? Mm. Part do. Like, what does he mean? Like just get one by to let maybe just like dip your toe in, I guess that means. So, hang on. Was he talking about part A? Was that two by slats? And uh, flip for, and keep their... Oh, no, yeah, that's that's the all-in scenario yeah. as he's gone for. So you try buying two buy-to-lets to cover their own mortgages. Hmm. Um, go into rented to free up all the money, basically. Hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe turn their house into an HMO as well. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, or buy places to flip to, to grow the fund. Um, and then he's put in the end here. Personally, I think we may have to sell completely or do the HMO at our, at our house option mm. due to the lending issue of me having not enough books whilst being self-employed. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I am concerned how much the fees amount to and inevitably will eat into our available capital. Is there an HMO licensed landlord approval required? Uh, my wife does bring in a really good amount, but not counting her income at the moment because if we move out of the area, oh, she loses her client yeah. base in the work she does. Uh, we live in the southeast of England, if that's not clear, um, and we'd like to invest as close as possible. Ah, oh, sister. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and we've got the final line. Mm. Help us, Obi Anakinobi. <laughs> You're our only hope. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you're a Star Wars fan, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> uh, um, and I think that's everything. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. That just is a so, just one. for people listening, I didn't know that. I All I had was the on the live. <laughs> I remember them asking about they wanted mm -hmm. to go all in, sell the house and build the portfolio and i obviously touched on some options in the live and then obviously they have emailed in so i didn't know until just then so i kind of went yeah let's let's talk about it there's a lot of but it's all good <laughs> there's lots of stuff that i think will be really really relevant for a lot of people i think there's gonna be a lot of questions that other people would have as well mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
First of oh. all, thank, thank you very much to this lovely listener or watcher, I guess, because he was on TikTok originally. Yes. I'm yep. assuming he listens to the podcast because he obviously needs to, you know, write in. Um, cool. Of course he does. <laughs> so, yeah, big thank you. Um, so, yeah, the first... Shall I just go straight into it? Like, I just, I'm just going to unleash the Anna. Unleash the Anna. What did he call me? <laughs> um, he called... <laughs> uh, Obi-Anna Kenobi. Obi-Anna Kenobi, yeah. So, yeah, so the first, absolute first thing I would do is speak to Mortgage Broker. It's probably very boring advice, but speak to Mortgage Broker. Uh, ideally a good one. And if he doesn't have a good one, speak to my guy. I'm very happy to recommend him. Mm-hmm. We should get him on one week. Oh, sorry, we on should. a complete tangent. We should get Absolutely. him on one week. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, yeah, speak to the Mortgage Broker because the, he's, he's right in the fact that if you have recently gone self-employed, then uh, it can restrict some lending. But remember, buy select lending is very different from buying your own yeah. place. Um, but I would talk to it. And also mortgage rules change a lot. And, and, and very often, a lot of mortgage brokers are very vanilla and, you know, they're not solutions orientated. They're not creative thinkers. So yeah. having it, this is when I want to say good mortgage broker, I mean someone that's like, you know, solutions orientated, creative thinker. So I would have a chat and see what your options are, first of all, because he might say, no, you can't get mortgage. No, you can't get an HMO mortgage. So then you kind of re- options are restricted. Mm. I suspect so you probably would be able to get an HMO mortgage. I think the things that are actually going to go potentially against you is the fact that you don't have HMO experience. And that was and I, I don't know if that's still the case. But when we got our first HMO mortgage that we were told we can't get a mortgage because you don't have any experience and we're like well we need the mortgage to get experience yeah how do we get the experience (laughs) come on (laughs) so it's a bit crazy and i suspect that's probably still the case but and also if he hasn't got but i think it'd be a bit different because if i tried to get a a, you know an hmo mortgage now it'd be a bit different because i've got more much more experience as a landlord generally so if he if he's not i'm assuming he's not bought any buy selects before um, but like I said, talk to a good mortgage broker, find out they if you have all the options, brilliant, then, you know, we'll obviously, exp- this is, I'm going to talk assuming all the options are on the table, but it might be that some of them aren't. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing I do. Um, so just to kind of break it down. So it's, so basically what he's effect, what they're effectively trying to do is build, um, phase one would be build an income to su- support themselves from the portfolio. Um, of which 2,300 is basic living costs uh, plus food. <laughs> For some reason, food is kept separate. <laughs> but that's okay. It's someone that we spend a lot of money on food. So that would like double, well, not quite double, but it would add a lot to it. So, but um, if you're building, I'm just going to say maybe we're round to 3,000. So I think, you know. Um, I I, don't well, know. yeah, I, th- I think I think you could do, I, I, we're, I think we're on 2,7 is our outlet with food. Okay. So I think that's fair. Okay. So, yeah. So if I round to about, because they've got three kids, so if I round to, say, three, <laughs> not saying that their kids eat a lot, but if we round to maybe 3,000 <laughs> basic living costs. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I mean, if you've got, if you're living in your own home um, and you've potentially got to, it worked out it about 200 grand equity, didn't it? Yes. So for them to be able to refinance, to pull that money out while they're living in their own home, I would imagine, I don't know. Oh, in fact, he said it was £600 a week, didn't he? Hang on, let me just get my... 
I've got all the things here. If you want, what do you want to know? So, well, £600 a week. Uh, I can't remember what I was doing now. What was I looking for? So I was trying... Oh, that was it. £600 a week times 52. So that would be about 31000 per annum income. Yeah. Uh, times, I'll do 4.5. Uh, so that's like a 140 grand mortgage. And he said his partner... He didn't say how much his partner's earning, did he? He didn't say how no. much, but he said a decent amount. Mm. But again, okay. what that is, I don't know. So it it depends. It dep- he again talk to mortgage broker see like if we refinance how much can we pull out? Um yeah. and if there's 200 grand hopefully you can pull out maybe 100 grand like I don't know have a see if you can. But I think on your on your income alone that's like 31 grand which would give you 100 so four and a half so sorry I should probably backtrack slightly. Your annual income um times that it's normally by about five times but i do four and a half to be a little bit caught like mm-hmm. you know a little bit cautious to give you an idea of how much mortgage you can get so that'd be 140 grand but he's quite right if he hasn't if he's only recently gone self-employed and he has no books that might be slightly different but assuming the mortgage breaker has some whizzy way of being able to kind of you know work that out um then he'd be potentially be able to borrow 140 grand um but he said he's got 187 outstanding already so I don't know. It depends how much his partner is earning. So she'd have to be earning like the same as him to be able to effectively pull out like a hundred grand. Yeah. Um, so I think it's probably unlikely because he said she's working evenings and weekends because of yeah, childcare. Yeah. So, so I would probably imagine refinancing might be off the table. Um, but it's not necessarily a problem. Um, his options are absolutely, he could, so either refinance with them living there, pull some money out. The benefit of staying in your own home um, and not renting somewhere is it's much cheaper. Like you're not paying, like in your own home, you're just paying the the mortgage, which of course record breaking low interest rates. So it's much mm-hmm. cheaper to stay in your own home. Yeah. The um and obviously if you're in a rented, you're paying for their mortgage, the landlord's mortgage plus a big chunk of profit and maintenance and management yeah. fees and stuff. So it's usually much much more cost effective living in your own home. Um. But yeah, he could absolutely potentially move out, particularly if he's going to, he talks about, I mean, I'm assuming it, he thinks it could be rented as an HMO. Again, talk to a good mortgage broker if they move out. Um, the nice thing actually from what, what they said, because with the when you get a buy step mortgage or an HMO mortgage, you have to demonstrate, uh, like when you're buying your own home, you have to show you can afford to pay the mortgage. So they're looking at five times your income. Yeah. But whereas if it's an investment property, it's done slightly differently. You just have to prove that you can support yourself and potentially pay the mortgage on the property if you know the tenants don't pay or if there's a void or something. So the affordability criteria is much lower. So yeah, absolutely. He could potentially move out and then rent out as an HMO, which obviously will hopefully give much higher income. You're looking really at the moment for around a thousand pounds a month net passive income minimum uh, for an HMO. So that would then, but again, if he's living in the South uh, East, a thousand pounds a month, you know, isn't going to, you know, isn't going to get you very much. I don't, it depends where he's living, but certainly where we're living, uh, that wouldn't get you. In fact, I've got friends. We live, oh, I don't know whether I should say where we live, but we live somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the southeast. We've got a friend who lives in our area and her budget is £900 a month and they're looking at a two-bedroom flats and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's that thing of you might be able to get £1,000 from an HMO, but if your rent is more than that, you know, in the southeast. Yeah. It's um, kind of, yeah, defeating the point, isn't it? Um, 
but you might get you know he might it might he might have a bigger house for example get more rent you know he would have to do the numbers on it um so the other option like he said is to sell um and to pull out that equity but again he's got the same he's got the same kind of issue he, you know the rent is quite expensive um but ultimately if the aim is to because actually where i land really is if the aim is to build you know three thousand pounds a month net passive income um there are a few different ways you can do it. you can either you know if refinancing the house is, isn't an option then yeah sell the house release the money and then invest in invest in properties that you know will get you the income effectively yeah. so he said about staying close by um <laughs> Uh, which I guess makes sense because he's a tradesman. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there is areas. I, I have no doubt that there will be areas in the southeast that you can buy houses. He can build probably HMOs. He's probably in the right ballpark there. If he if he has two hundred grand to invest, um, trying to think because in the Midlands because I've had a few clients for some reason who all have 200, 200 grand to start with. And they're all, I think it's about three and a half grand in the Midlands that it will it will get you. So I would imagine, certainly in the Midlands, he can get it. I imagine yeah. it, looking in the right areas, I'd have to do some more research. If you find the right area, I'd go for HMOs to invest that 200 grand and you probably could get three grand, you know, yeah. um, to, you know, buy probably three, you may, you know, maybe three houses to get that income in. As for the, he said about uh, that's when the expansion ends, not necessarily. If you buy properties cheap, so if yep. you go, if you look for direct to vendor properties, you put private marketing out there, you know, if you, once you find your area, you know, go through all the usual things, look for three different areas with, if he's looking for like, did he stay within an hour or did I imagine that? He wants to be, he wants to be close by anyway. Like, but I look, think, yeah. look for yeah. your, where you're comfortable going look for three like do some research for three areas look for the cheapest properties in the area do the cash flow mm -hmm. all the stuff that i do on tiktok when you find an area that works through numbers that's close enough for you you know you like the area walk the area all that kind of thing once you've got your area narrowed down um then talk to estate agents go and look at houses specific tell them you're looking for hmos um, and then put private marketing out. So face, uh, you know, social media marketing, you can put boards up, you can do newspaper ads, try and get direct to the people selling. And then you can yeah. look for hopefully, you know, fast guaranteed sell in return for a bit of a discount. So get cheaper properties, your tradesmen, fabulous, do the property up yourself, amazing, save some money yeah. that way. And then, so, I mean, but if you're buying three houses, for example, say you find an area, I don't know, say, I was going to say Eastbourne, but actually Eastbourne's not a good... Because uh, if it's an HMO, you want to be like near a hospital. I mean, actually, probably Crawley would be a, a good place to maybe consider. Mm -hmm. Or Hawley, you know, near yeah, the airport. The sort of yeah, you got the yeah, um, stuff, yeah. Or somewhere near a hospital. But something like that. And um, But walk the area. Uh, uh, I've gone... I've got, I've got off. But yeah, so you put the adverts. Um, I've gone on AWOL. I got distracted with the Crawley thing. I started going back to areas. But basically, speak to estate agents, put offers yeah. in, do the direct to vendor, put offers in. That was what I was going to say. If you're buying, so say you're buying somewhere, you know, near a hospital or airport or whatever, and you're buying three houses. Yeah. You have your first offer accepted. You know, hope, you can do them fairly quickly. You don't have to get one up and running. But it takes time. Once the offer's accepted, you know, four to six months to get the mm -hmm. keys, you do the renovation, you rent them out. You know, maybe do one, two, three, probably 
if you've got the money in the bank, you might as well do them together. But it takes time to get them up and running. So if you're buying cheap, you're doing the renovations yourself, by the time you're ready for the next properties, you might find that you can then refinance. In the, at the moment, the market is uplifting. So in a couple of years, you might have enough of an uplift, even if it's not to pull all your initial money back out again. Yeah. If you've got three properties, you might be able to refinance and pull... Uh, enough a little out. bit from each yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, and so, then yeah. you can buy your next one so I mean it's a little bit riding the wave of the uplift but it is also if you can buy cheap and do the renovations yourself you might find you naturally can just pull some money out yeah. but it's always that thing of we're only trying to pull the initial investment back out again and then leave it to let the equity build and the cash flow build mm. um, but I think it's doable I would definitely say I think from everything he said I would definitely if he's comfortable with HMOs you know, he wants to really go all in, then yeah, definitely. Like he could sell, sell, get three HMOs, you know, get them up and then potentially refinance to carry on. Um, but he also doesn't have to sell. Like, you know, if he wants to stay, you can do rent to rent. Like you can, you can have, um, it, the benefit of using equity is it's uh, cheap borrowing. It's yeah. accessible and that kind of thing. Most people, you know, I like to think of, you know, refinance to pull some money out. That might not be an option for him. But if it is, kind of do what we've said, you know, buy the three HMOs and then refinance and plug plug it back in if you want or keep expanding. And when you've got to the point that you've got enough HMOs or whatever, you've got enough income, next time you pull them out, plug it back in like to the to the house. It's like a loan from the equity. Mm-hmm. Um. But you don't necessarily have to. You could do rent to rent. Like, you know, at, at the moment, rent to rent's really hot. Um, it means that you don't have to sell. You could stay where you are. You could get some property. And again, the nearby thing works brilliant. In the southeast, or yeah, the south-southeast, yeah. wherever he said he was, um, you know, it works really well. Um, particularly if he is by the coast. Like Eastport, we've got a property in Eastport and it works really well. Um Again, depends where he is. Crawling, we've got one in Crawley as well. That works really yeah, well. Yeah. Um, so he could do rent to rent, and then he doesn't need to release any money, and he can still build that that passive income. Um, what about the the flipping idea? Where does that come? come I'm in? personally, I'm never really. I I hear it a lot where people say, you know, I want to flip some houses to build my pot, and I'm like, just use angels, just like just use angels, like you're introduced. Because, but I like, I get the concept. I or yeah. but you know, I I I understand it. You know, because then I don't have to worry about finding angels. I I'm not having to pay, mm-hmm. you know, the interest, for example. But interest rates so low, so it's a good time to do it. But the, it's the time for me. It's like to flip a property. If you, again, if you have a property, if you have an offer accepted tomorrow, you wait four months to get the keys you do the renovation for two months you maybe wait a couple of months to have the offer accepted then you wait four months so it's like a year yeah you're looking at a kind of normally minimum 10 grand's net profit it depends i mean it depends where like maybe the south would be a bit more but it's like 10 i'm like i don't want to wait like i'm like for only 10 grand's i don't want to yeah. wait like a year yeah, yeah, for 10 exactly. grand's when i could meet an angel and have basically unlimited money you know in theory. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely. do understand that's that's a strong preference I have. I like working with angels because I'm like, there's a load of people who have a load of money. You know, there's only one of me and um, I would rather use other people's money knowing how I'm going to pay it back. But I do yeah. understand how some people, particularly if it's like, you know, um, the concept of angels just feels a bit like, I, you know, hard to swallow, yeah. I guess. 
Um, so, for, but he can, he can do the flipping, absolutely. But if he's got to a 200 grand pot, flipping a property to get potentially 10, 20, 30, I mean, you know, you yeah, can get, and when I'm talking about 10 grand, that's really is your first, like, first couple of properties, you know, it'll bills, you know, you can get bigger profits, but usually for your first one, it's not like, I think also people watch Homes Under the Hammer and like, oh, I'm going to make a hundred grand. Not normally like that. It can yeah. be, and don't get me wrong, people can do it, but I think it, it tends, you tend to build to those, those kind of numbers. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, um, yeah, the ones where they, uh, on Homes Under the Hammer, where they, they buy a property that they've never even been in, yeah. they didn't look at it, and then, while they're getting the skip delivered, some guy walks past and offers them like 50% more than they paid for it and they haven't yeah. even opened the door yet. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with Homes Under the Hammer is they also don't take a lot of the fees into account and things like that. And they just brush over a lot of stuff. So it's just yeah, not... It's a show, isn't it? I, mean, I know, yeah. It's... But um, yeah. it is possible. I mean, don't get... And also in this market as well, it's quite a good flip market because, the, again, the idea before you even get your keys, the, the market's gone up and properties mm. are selling really really quickly. So in that respect, it'd be a good strategy. But usually, for me, I think pr flipping should really be done for people who are trying to raise cash sums to clear debt or for, like, to, to you know, raise money for something specifically. Yeah. But if it's to buy another property, I would always go down the angel. But it is a strategy some people do. And yeah, I know a lot of a lot of the kind of um, professional property investors, like the trainers, they they um, they do the ratio three to one. So they'll they'll do three buy to lets and flip one property because of this pulling the money out. You know, it's to make okay, yeah. it, it's to speed the, but it's more to speed the process up rather than yeah. getting cap. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that you, if he's already got two hundred thousand to spend, yeah, doesn't make sense to to look no. at flip. You may as well just start actually investing in yeah. income yeah i think what he needs to do is he needs to he needs to get clear on a plan so he needs to get clear on what is it you know and he doesn't have to like it's not set in stone but what would be if anything was possible what would be his preferred route for me with everything he said probably you know i mean it feels like quite an extreme thing to sell your house to be able to buy properties particularly for me when there's like probably angel investors all around him that would potentially you know <laughs> but if that's what he's feeling called to do then I would be thinking, yeah, of probably, you know, I think probably one of the stronger options is to sell the house and look for three HMOs, find an area where it works for the the money he's got in the area that he wants um, and for the cash flow to build that three grounds with the, with the aim being that he'll do it, you know, direct to vendor, do the yeah. renovation himself to refinance. And that's how he's going to keep growing. But that will, three HMOs will keep him busy. <laughs> Oh yeah. You know, and it will be, you know, the passive income for the future. But I think that's probably the strongest option. But the other ones definitely rent to rent, maybe. Um, if he can refinance, um, again, you know, consider that because like I said, the biggest benefit is staying in his own home, it'll be cheaper. Yeah, well, if you say Or downsize. Paying... He could always downsize, yeah, that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah. Well he said he's paying eight hundred pounds a month. Hmm. You try getting a house rent <clears throat> for that, you got no chance. Yeah. You're going to at least be paying twelve, thirteen hundred. Yeah, I exactly. For a similar sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, um, I, I... what would be useful? What if I was talking? If I was talking to him, like if <laughs> someone was on a call and I'd had half an hour, I'd be like, we. I would want to be getting him on a strategy call with me, and I'd be going, let's look at areas together. Like, because I'm, yeah. I'm a bit like, because I'd, I'd want to know kind of what feels good to him, specifics. what doesn't feel yeah. good. But the next step for me would be 
actually the first step would be having the conversation what do you what feels best like what are you drawn to and if he does if he's kind of like yeah I want to sell and I want to buy three HMOs then I'd be like right let's look at areas um let's do some numbers see see if the numbers work because this is all a bit pie in the sky because with 200 grand I'm like I think you can because it's it'd be 200 grand would be building an 800 grand portfolio so I think it might be possible. It'll be a stretch, um, but yeah. I think it might be it might be possible. Um, or <laughs> he could go for it. <laughs> he could really go for it, and he could just buy one almighty HMO because that's what I did for my first HMO. I was like, screw the four bedroom, you know, three three bedroom yeah. Victorian terrace properties. I was like, I want a ten bedroom HMO. So we bought a, a five bedroom, three story house got pla- in an article four area <laughs> which uh, for those who don't know article four areas normally in the town center just to if you want to convert a regular house into an hma you have to get special planning permission it's right. normally because of the parking because if you've got a one oh, yeah, house yeah. and you want to do a 10 bed hmo usually it's the parking that's the problem uh, but we managed to get our um we managed to get it approved uh as a 10 bed hmo but unfortunately i moved out of the area and couldn't be bothered to do the renovation so i sold it with planning permission Oh, nice. that was a good flip that was like a, a long-term flip effectively that's very nice um but he could do that because that was going to cash away three grand and that was in northampton that was we bought i mean we bought it for 230 and sold it for 300 with wow. um planning permission to turn it to an hmo yeah, um good. you know so he could pretty much have bought that cash <laughs> you know but Amazing. and that's the thing i get the south you know you're not going to get that in the south but if you again if you you could like that was a two hundred grand property in Northampton, so you could potentially do a bigger HMO and just go for, go for it. But you could probably with two hundred grand, you could buy an eight hundred grand house, or you know, eight hundred grand including all the costs to mm. renovate and whatnot. You could potentially think about that if you really want to go for it. Yeah. Um. And okay, so he's put on here. Is there an HMO license approval required? Is there any sort of fee or thing you have to apply for to be an HMO landlord? Not that, not as far as I'm aware. Oops. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, no, because no, because we 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 don't have HMOs. We I've managed HMO, or we don't have HMOs now. But I've managed yeah, yeah. Um, HMOs and whatnot. But no, I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> I mean, there's lots of things you can that are optional. You can do like we're members of the National Residential Landlord Association. You can also. Mm-hmm. Um, uh like register with the ombudsman and things like that so there's some really nice things you can do but as far as i know there's no um legal requirement um but with it with the main thing with it there's not um with hmos the main thing is making sure you have the right license and if there's planning permission needed buildings regs all that kind of thing make sure your fire regs and stuff are up to speed um but the bet your best bet if you're interested in hmos is to look if you have once you have your area look at the council's website for a definitely check article four to see if there's an article four so there's some restrictions um just because they i know a lot of investors avoid article four because they think they're not going to get it and i'm just like you just need to know what they're what they're trying to do um and that's why we i don't know i just i just knew that we'd get it approved and um because we had triple garages at the back of the house so we were like we thought we'd be okay so i looked specifically for a property that that uh, ticks all the boxes with the regulation and it had garages. So as soon as I saw it, I was looking for like three years for this house. As wow. soon as I saw it come on, I was like, this is the one. When I had a look at it, then needed to go back to take some measurements and they pulled it off the market and I was gutted. Uh, but then a year later, it came back on again and we went straight round. And that was the one that that's the closest to market, uh, closest to asking value we've ever bought. 
it was like okay. five or ten grand on the under asking price um and it was and they accepted like our first offer and i was like oh <laughs> anyway <laughs> but um but yeah so have a look at the council's website to see what the hma mm. licensing is because there's like a standard regulation but they all kind of implement it slightly differently but have a look at the council's website for ask for for uh, licensing and maybe planning permission as well and see what they what they say but that's the main thing. If it if you get the right like you know if you get the HMA license, um, you know, and and they're happy if the council's happy that it's a it's proper HMA, yeah. then it'll be fine. Would there be any just off slightly off topic? Would there be any benefit to speed it up if he got a job for a couple of months and then used and then if he wanted to apply for financing, would that not help him? Would that be if he got yeah, a, think, a regular job for six months? Yeah, but he might, he, again, speak to a mortgage broker um, mm. because he might not need to. But if no. the mortgage, yeah, absolutely. I think it will help. I don't think it'll be a couple of months. I think you have, I think it has to be six months. Well, that, you, that's quicker than saving up. If he's only yeah. self-employed yeah, and you've yeah. got to wait two years of books, it might be quicker to go and get six months of a job. Exactly. And go, oh, yeah, look, I'm employed. Yeah. But he said his partner is self-employed. Um, yes. and we don't know if that is a longer thing. Because remember, they're just looking that you can support yourself and cover the mortgage effectively. Yeah. So it might be that his partner earns enough that they tick that box. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but yeah. Okay. Always, I feel like it's that that's my stock response when people ask me any advice. I'm like, speak to a mortgage broker first. <laughs> yeah, because then they tell you again, they're telling you the answer yeah. of a big question that you have yeah. straight away is, How much can I afford? And yeah. the only person that really can answer that is a mortgage broker because exactly. they know all the. I mean, I can guess, I can make up yeah. an answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? That's just I would lend you the money. I would definitely lend you the money. <laughs> Can you imagine? If I was a bank, I'd go bust on the first day. Definitely, I'll give you money. I'll give it to you for free. It's fine. Um, Right. Well, that is, I think we've covered absolutely everything in that. That's an amazing uh, response, Anna. Thank you. There's a lot. Part of the problem is there's lots of options. And I could go on about all the different options because you could do lease options and you can do all the different, you could do all the different strategies, but I think given with what you've said and you've mentioned HMOs and yeah. also because if you're if you're you know pass if you're sorry basic living cost was like 500 pounds a month then it would be a very different conversation but I think for three grand investing 200 grand in the south I'm like yeah are you probably going to have to do HMOs and you've mentioned HMOs so it obviously doesn't put you off yeah yeah, yeah definitely but I think this is um so the reason why we decided to sort of cover this in such detail is like our solo question is because it covers so many areas yeah and it just shows you how many different strategies there are yeah and you know from one question you've got 20 different answers of depends on this, depends on this. so <laughs> yeah. um so just because if you are in a situation where you think you might be a bit stuck on where to go or how you're going to get out of your situation it just goes to show that there's so many options but you need to speak to people and you need to make stuff happen like i was saying before it, if you don't do something nothing's going to happen you can't just sit there and think, oh, no, my situation is not going to change. I can't do anything. Well, then have you spoken to anybody? Have you spoken to a mortgage broker? Have you inquired about what strategies you can do? Have you spoken about getting a pay rise? Whatever. You've got to do those things to make stuff happen. Mm. Um, and that's why I think this email is important because it shows that once you once you flip that switch of I've decided I need to change something, then it shows you how many options are. There's tons. Yeah. Just got to find the specifics. It's one of my favourite things, I think. It's it's helping people who 
either don't know what to do or feel that they have no options to realize mm. that actually they have more than enough options. And actually that's probably in some respects worse because then you have to make a decision. I know. I know. Um, but I think options are powerful. And this is, and also just to clarify with all of this, I'm not giving any advice. I'm not telling you to, yeah, definitely do this. I just want to give you some yes. options and so, and talk about what's the most realistic and you know, what would be, what what seems to be the best fit but hopefully i've given you a few options rather than told you to do something yeah oh no i bought five hmos yeah <laughs> um okay so that i mean that that will bring us to the end of the episode um but if you would give us an update on how you get on and what you decide to do because that would be to amazing keep, yeah, yeah please do see, see what was going on and 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 how you get on and what you decide to do so please yeah. um uh, keep us updated simple mm. as that and where can they do that, Anna? Where can so they contact you? So you can find me at annapierce.com, so P-E-A-R-C-E. So you can email me at anna at annapierce.com. I'm on all the social medias. If you want to message me through social media rather than the email, then probably Instagram's the easiest one. It's Anna Pierce mm-hmm. Property Impress. I bought Property mm-hmm. Impress domain today, so I'm gonna. it's going to make mm-hmm. it much easier, I think. So eventually it should be people can message, find me at Property Impress rather than Anna Pierce. Okay. Um, and then nice. hopefully I'll also have an email, so probably Anna at propertyempress.com. But it's not set up yet, but I will definitely let you guys know when it is. Fantastic. Oh, exciting. Yeah. That is very good. Um, and this, again, this also goes to show, because I say Anna answers all the questions she possibly can on the TikTok lives. Mm. Um, but again, like I say, you can't always get all the details you want in a, in a you know, it's a very short, short form question and answer. So, uh, but it pays off massively to watch them. So people should watch you on TikTok. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love the lies. I, I really do. I'm always like 30 questions behind. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm always going, is there, really is there a sorry. Leg on the stream? <laughs> really sorry behind all my comments. I'm really sorry. I'll catch up. Um, but, but that's I love because it. you answer everything. That's I go th- I answer absolutely everyone. Uh, every yeah. single comment I yeah, I answer. Um yeah. I think it and it's not and I I love it when I if I watch other people's eyes and they're answering they're only acknowledging one every ten I'm just like well that was rubbish I feel completely ignored so yeah yeah and you don't want to watch if you think well there's not much point in asking yeah, the question because exactly. they'll probably get skipped over so, I didn't yeah. when I started doing lives I've never seen anyone else do a live so I didn't realize that's what people do I thought you just oh. answer every question so that's why I did it <laughs> but actually it works really well for me and then I've realized I like it when people answer my questions when I watch live so yeah. yeah. I, like I, I agree it's mm. very good um but again like i said hopefully you found this episode useful if you have please please let if anybody listening has found it helpful please write into the show let us know what you thought um if you want to contact me for whatever reason i am pretty much property on instagram and tiktok for, for what that's worth but you can find me there if you want to and um that brings us to the end of the episode thank you so much for listening thank you everyone thank you so much for the listener who wrote in as well yes thank you And uh, I'll speak to you next week, Anna. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye.